Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Usually I'm a little more amped up. I'm still pretty amped up because of the Bucketeers episode. I'm always happy to be here alongside Cody G. You never know if a cat bumbles in. Bucko said he might be here. Unfortunately, Stunna cannot join us tonight. Buddy, hope you're well. Hope you're doing good. Uh, you know, we're, we're here to recap the season, the playoffs, the regular season, everything in between that happened in 2021, the good, the bad, the players, the, the personnel, the coaching, everything. And then we're here to talk what's going on right now, too, with coaches, um, executives, players. It's, it's a wild time to be a Bucks fan right now. It was a whirlwind of emotions last week in this offseason. It's going to probably be as crazy as that game was, given the executives getting interviewed, the coaches getting interviewed, the coaches that or the assistants that those coaches getting interviewed may drag with them if they get jobs, players leaving, two of the best all time, perhaps retiring between Gronk and Brady. Also, I'll say three, I should throw Sue in there. Frick it, call it four with JPP. There's just a lot riding the wave right now, so... Last season was awesome. We had to enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I think Cody enjoyed it as well. We both went to a lot of games. If you put them together, how many we went to, it was quite the amount. And we we, we had a blast at all of them as much as, um, you know, every Bucks fan has and every Bucks fan did this season. Uh, the crew was tremendous, and it, it was honestly a blast to be at as many games as I could. Cody, although the season's over, uh, it was a fun season to me. I went to the Bills game, the Colts game, the Dolphins game, Titans preseason game. All those were great times, and all the moments on television as well were great times, pretty much besides the Saints games. But, um, you know, if you were at those games, especially the one at home, that's still a fun game to be at because it's still history seeing Tom Brady play. Yeah, it's, you know, obviously a sad ending, but this has been a fun two years. Uh, I mean, you know, you got Mike breaking records, the touchdowns, Tom Brady, the yards, the touchdowns, Mike consecutive season with a thousand yards. It's, I hope it's not over as far as Tom Brady, but if it is, I will look back on this time as one of the best times to be a Bucks fan. It's, it's, it's been a wild ride. This two years of being a Bucks fan, I still never will forget the day where uh, the news broke that Tom Brady has agreed to sign with the Bucks or come to the Bucks. And I'm like, dude, like, I, I was amped, but I'm like, until he signs that contract, until he puts the pen to paper, I'm not believing this. Like, I'm not believing it. And then remember, there was talk. You had your freaking idiots like Florio pumping out articles. Oh, with COVID, will Tom Brady even ever play a game for the Buccaneers? Oh, will Tom Brady even ever play a snap for the Buccaneers? And you had media freaking out. Oh, my goodness. Tom Brady's never going to play down for the Bucks. It's for jersey sales. Bunch of idiots. Look at what ended up happening. First year, Brady, boom, Super Bowl. We were healthy. We had the band together, everything. This year, boom, on the path to perhaps Super Bowl. Get a little unhealthy. You have the wacko and nut job freak out Antonio Brown. You know, he, he did his thing hopping off the field like a freaking jag off. And then uh, we were able to overcome, right? Halftime of that Jets game kind of reminded me of halftime of that Vikings game Super Bowl season halftime of the Jets game comes along we end up winning Cyro Grayson unsung hero a couple weeks before that Perriman unsung hero and then the next couple of weeks 
we get victories as well. Um, Carolina a couple times. So three-game winning streak to end the year, then beating up on Philly in the playoffs, man. That was a hell of a playoff game to watch. It was just really fun football. And then the Rams, man, whirlwind of emotions. Sad uh, overall, sad how it started, sad how it ended. But things got hot and heavy there in the fourth quarter for a minute. And, Cody, uh, what say you, man? I don't know about you, but, like, I was chair. There, there were times in the game where I wanted to punch my TV. Then at the end, I was going crazy after that extra point. But then I think you said it in the group chat. You're like, man, there's still a decent amount of time left on the clock. Next thing you know, the clock struck zero on this season for the Bucks. Yeah, that that was an absolutely just a wild game. Like you said, roller coaster of emotions up, down. It just – the the team this team we have a winning mentality now we're no longer like the loot like they kept fighting like that two years ago a game like that we would have gotten blown out they would have been 40 to you know six or something like that like the so i don't know i love the fight in this team love how they came back you know obviously hate how it ended but rams are a good football team you know we're down i mean so many people. Tristan Worse was huge. You know, our, our offensive line was terrible that day. And then, I mean, we were down, like, I don't even remember all the wide receivers. Our wide receiver two through five or something like that. Like, we had practice squad guys out there. And like you said yesterday, Wellesley was banged up, too. Yeah. And you know, I, everyone calling for Wells's head, not saying he played a great game, but the man was a warrior, played his ass off injured. To me, there's a couple other bucks whose head should be on the line before him. That's just me. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's Wells is a backup. He's on, you know, they had Aaron Donald in his normal spot and uh, Ali, Ali Marpet was working him. So they moved him, which was smart of them, but they moved him defensive end. He was, you know, I don't know. And it's not like Wells. I mean, Aaron Donald, he eats everybody up, you know, a, a backup tackle is coming off an injury, got injured again in that game. I mean, there's just only, you know, only so much you can do. And Wells kind of is, did this team a favor last year. You know, he was brought back on a really cheap deal. Hopefully I'm honestly in favor of bringing him back on a cheap contract again, keep signing him to these one year cheap deals because he's versatile to the point of he could play left tackle, right tackle, and even though you don't feel comfortable, you could stick him inside. I mean, he's played the extra tight end package. He's pretty much played everywhere just about. And Donnie chimes in saying, I blame Antonio Brown for our loss. Listen, that guy, he's going to fade into irrelevancy. He thinks he's staying relevant by doing all this stuff, Antonio Brown. But, you know, that let him fade in, into the dark. And uh, Daniel Williams says Tom comes back. To the 813. Cody, I know nobody could read it in the mind of Tom. I know it's still early, but we got to address it sometimes on this pod. What say you for Tom Brady coming back to the 813? He has said repeatedly that his goal is to play till 45. He's still signed for one more year. So I think he's coming back. Obviously, like you said, that's just a guess. But just going by what he said, I, I think he's going to come back. I do think. You know, re-signing guys like Godwin, what we do in the draft free agency will go a long way. If we lose, you know, a ton of people, not saying he wouldn't come back, but, you know, say we re-sign Jensen, Godwin, and Lenny. I think that's going to make him want to come back, you know, even more likely. And I think he knows. You know, we were 30 seconds away from being right back in the NFC Championship game, down half our offense, with half our offense out the game. So it's – and, I mean, he's at the top of his game. He's still at the top of his game. He's not slipping at all, so – I would be surprised if he didn't come back for at least one more year. 
And we had three guys named a Pro Bowl alternates, uh, Devin White, uh, Mike Evans, and Winfield Jr. And Tom Brady shared on his Instagram story, LFG, let's fucking go with all exclamation points. He's still amped for these guys, man. His heart's still in it. He's still liking all these guys' posts, commenting on all these guys' posts. You know, I know everyone is freaking out now, like I heard on Beckles and Rutcher, although I love the hell out of him, Ian Beckles. His halftime heat on Monday was Tom Brady has a 90% chance of coming back. He doesn't even want to talk about it now. Today he's talking, oh, after Gronk said he'd retire right now, I'm getting a little nervous. It's like, well, you know, a couple days after a long, grueling year uh, with 17 games on the schedule, of course a guy like Gronk who gets beat up and hit around is going to say that, you know, that's going to change in a couple weeks. I think – I know Gronk said he would consider playing even without Brady, but if Brady comes back, Gronk's coming back. There's, there's not a doubt in my mind on that. So, um, yeah, I think as long as Brady comes, you also get Gronk. So. And I honestly think Gronk said that to try and get Brady back a little more too, in my opinion. Like, oh, I, I'd play if uh, Brady doesn't come back. Brady's probably hearing that and thinking too, like, because think about it. Why would Gronk even say that? I know, like, he has the media in his face, million things going on in his mind. But Gronk's already retired before. He almost thought about retiring again last year. Instead of being like, eh, I'm just going to wait and decide on my future, it was pretty much just like, he, he, oh, right away, oh, I might still come back, even if Brady doesn't. You know, to me, that's saying, hey, Tom, you, you know, let's go. Let's, let's get going a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to put the thought in your head that, hey, even though it would never happen, hey, bud, I want to be in this. You might still be home next year, but I might still be playing, I think, I think um, he's trying to fuel a fire there. Yeah, I hope so. And, you know, Tom, he even said it's, it's a grind. He loves the time with his kids. He said he needs these few weeks to decompress. Same with Gronk, you know, let their body heal up, let them process everything. I, mm-hmm. I just, I would be absolutely shocked. I see um, Donnie um, is coming on Donovan Smith, and, man, I, I'm more disappointed in Donovan Smith than I am Wells. I mean, Wells is a backup versus Aaron Donald and Donovan Smith had it. I mean, Von Miller, he's not prime Von Miller anymore, but you expect better from uh, Donovan Smith in that game. So I, I definitely agree. He, he did not play well. And I watch all the Bucks games with my pops and I literally told them before the game, I'm like, you know, if we have any chance at winning this game, Donovan Smith has to have a great game. And he's like, I didn't even think about that. And I'm like, yes, because, we we're already banged up at center, even though Jensen's playing. You know he's probably 80%, 90%, but you know he wasn't 100 And then at right tackle, you had an injured Wells. So you're already, you know, a couple guys injured. You really want to stand strong with the rest of your line. Uh, Marpet did that. To me, Kappa actually played a really good game too. But yeah. then Donovan Smith, the guy you relied on all year, the guy who played so great a um, couple weeks ago for a couple weeks stretch, just – kind of you know got beat all over the place you know i um i love cam Brait, but he's extremely limited in blocking what one thing i keep hearing it's a, a deep tight end class so regardless of gronk i would imagine we lose oj you know he's free agent i highly doubt he's come back and even Brait, there's a chance you know he's still signed but if he won't restructure he might not be back so i would like to draft a um, and at some point, not saying the first round, but like a sure enough tight end, someone that can block and catch, you know, because we needed to leave with Wells. But like with all our wide receivers banged up, we could we needed Gronk out running. So like 
I want, I would like, you know, if it was a first or second rounder, I would maybe like that third rounder or whatever, but I want like a, a true traditional tight end can do both. Not saying, you know, as good as Gronk or anything like that, obviously, but like, you know, Friar move, uh, Pittsburgh got that dude. He was amazing all year. So I don't know. There's guys like that. I think we could find maybe second, third, fourth round, something like that, but like a true, because Bray and OJ are limited. They're both pretty good at catching. Well, Bray's really good at catching, but um, you know, blocking is not their strong suit. Same with OJ. So I don't know. We we could we could definitely. Uh, that's a, a position we could upgrade for sure. Yeah, and I definitely agree with you. And I wouldn't mind. Uh, I'd love a tight end of the draft. I, I wouldn't even mind if they were a little more block heavy, honestly, than catch heavy. If we do bring back Gronk and Bray in particular, yeah. because. Um, and, and I could have been wrong, but I think I did read a Greg Allman tweet where it sounded like uh, the Bucks pretty much promised Cam Bray if he reworked his deal last year that he'd be on the team this year in some capacity. So um, Allman was pretty confident about Bray's status. He kept saying, we have one tight end heading into this year. It's Bray. But without Gronk and obviously OJ, I don't think there's any chance we bring him back. And, um, you know, him and Bray are pretty much the same. Obviously, OJ, their skill set's different. But in terms of what they bring to the game, they're really both just pass catchers. And, yeah. you know, they could throw blocks here and there. But at the end of the day, Gronk's getting older, too. Um, you don't want to use him to block, block, block. You got to get, to me, a blocking tight end. And Donnie chimes in. All clear was our best blocker. And so, Hudson was pretty decent at blocking as well. And, um I think that's the only reason why McElroy does stick around is his blocking. But Cody, what say you on Anthony Allclear? Yeah, he he was a good block. He's kind of the opposite of uh, Brayton OJ. I, I'm I don't remember why we let him go or what happened there, but I'm hoping. And you know, if, if Gronk does retire, we don't sign OJ, and it's just Brayton. I would not doubt that we we do take a tight end. You know, within the first say three rounds or something like that, and you know. It's probably a good thing. In Arian's system, the Titans haven't been like heavily featured, but with Brady here, they 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 have been more so than usual. So um, that's a position that we could we could definitely stand to get younger at. I mean, if Grant comes back, it's probably for one year. Brady's getting older, so like to me, regardless. But like I said, I want a well-rounded, true tight end, one that's you know good at everything. You know, can block and catch. Maybe not. You know you know, elite right off the bat, but, you know, high upside type tight end, I think would be a good thing. And Gronk too, he missed a lot of games last year, you know, had the broken ribs or whatever it was. So um, I don't know. I, to me, draft or free agency, that, that's a position we need to address. And the tale of the tight end under Bruce Arians since 2019 has kind of been wild because in 2019, everyone had these expectations for the tight ends. They didn't really do jack squat. And then 2020 happened and Gronk started slow. OJ started fast. OJ ends up getting hurt. And then Gronk, um, you know, ends up uh, balling the second half of the year, especially in the Super Bowl with two touchdowns. Then this year, like you said, everyone kind of had high expectations for OJ again because he balled before he got hurt. Then OJ never came back. Bright got a little worse in terms of hands, in my opinion, throughout the year. And then uh, Gronk, like you said, he was oft injured, so that tight end position is a need. But, yeah, all clear, Hudson, you know, we had a couple guys on our team last year that think about how deep we were at tight end last year. We had Gronk, Howard, Bray, all clear, and Hudson. Obviously, Howard went down, so all clear, and Hudson were there. But now we're bringing in Katz. Katz will ask you, tight end position, 
could you see us drafting the tight end in, uh, in the draft this year? That's what we're talking about right now. Uh, we talked about Bright's probability of returning to the roster, although he's getting older. We talked about Howard probably leaving, and we talked about Gronk. Uh, you know, he's up in the air at this given time. Yeah, based on all those factors, um, even if Gronk does return, and I hope he does, and I think if Brady returns, he returns, and if Brady doesn't, he doesn't. But yeah, I would, I could see us t- taking a tight end, absolutely, undoubtedly. Um, I'm not going to say I'd be surprised if we didn't, but I could certainly see it in the cards, especially it looks like we might be getting some compensatory picks, at least one. Right? Yep. <laughs> Sorry, cats. I wasn't smiling at you. I read uh, Donnie's comment down there. I was trying not to laugh out loud. Well, you know, and it, it really was something because I really thought, especially after the good start last year, that OJ, when he came back, that he would be able to pick up where he left off from the first from the first few games of uh, right. or four games of last season. It just never happened. Um, obviously, and maybe it does for him elsewhere, but obviously, him along with you know others like Rojo and whatnot, it's just not gonna happen here certainly yeah Yeah, i agree yeah and and like uh cody said not to chuckle um you know i i had high hopes for oj i had an oj jersey while i still have one and uh you know nothing against the juice man i think the best outcome for oj would be going to a team like the colts who really need weapons and hoping somehow that he gets a boatload of targets and he somehow is able to manifest something with those targets because um, obviously he only almond shares his snap count every Monday and he got down to the point of, um, you know, 10 snaps a game or 10% of snaps a game. So he, he could be utilized elsewhere and maybe that'll grow him. I'm not really sure. But before we get on to talking, continuing Bucks talk, Jesus Montavo quick asks us from Facebook, um, how you doing, Jesus? He says, now who's going to the Super Bowl? I work with Jesus. He knows I'm a Bucks guy. Obviously, that can't happen. Um, I think it'll be Chiefs. I think it'll be Chiefs Rams. But the one I want is Bengals 49ers. Um, if we're being honest, Cody, what say you? Yeah, I agree with you. And same thing. I would so much. I would love the Bengals to see away. But I said a while back. Um, I think Chiefs. You know that that's a battle tested team. They're playing good ball and. The 49ers have had the Rams number, but, um, man, the, I know Debo Samuel's banged up. Trent Williams is banged up. And it is so hard to just repeatedly beat the same team. Like, at some point, that's got to give. So, yeah, I said I, in our group chat, in fact, I, well, as soon as they signed um, Stafford, I said, uh, in my opinion, that that makes them a legit Super Bowl contender. He's, you know, not saying Stafford's Tom Brady or anything, but he's, uh, you know, a massive upgrade over golf, second yards and touchdowns this year, I believe. So, unfortunately, yeah, I think it'll be um, the Rams and Chiefs, but I would much rather hopefully Cincinnati can somehow find a way. And they did beat the Chiefs earlier in the season, so it's not, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I I see Rams, Chiefs, and um, I think the Chiefs win it, win it all, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I could see it too, which um, hopefully the ass face Jackson Mahomes uh, eats shit next time he tries to do the wiggle on a fucking piece of turf. I hate that. Well, we'll save that for another episode. Cat, huh. what, what say you on uh, your Super Bowl prediction? 49ers Chiefs. Uh, I know they've beaten them repeatedly. I, I think they beat them again. Uh, I think the, the 49ers are healthy enough. Uh, I think, you know, the Rams – uh, yeah, the Rams certainly 
deserve to be here. I, I wanted to just mention that, that, you know, uh, it might hurt for some. I, I was listening to this week. I'm sorry to go off topic, but 49ers Chiefs for starters that, you know, talked about how well the Bucks didn't do this right and we beat ourselves. And I, I got to say, uh, I didn't agree with that take. I think the Rams were the better team uh, on paper, better team. You know, maybe if we were healthier, maybe it's a little closer, but they controlled the game. They deserve to be here. But the 49ers have a, a recipe to beat them. They match up better with them than we do. And I, I like the Niners in this one and the Chiefs uh, in the AFC. So we'll get a rematch of uh, two years ago. Real quick, Don, he says, instead of drafting a tight end, what about resurrecting the fullback position? Not in Bruce Arians' offense, Donnie, in my opinion. Um, you know, he, he, he slings the ball. And even when we run the ball, um, you know, you could put a tight end there for how little we use run packages with the fullback formation. Most of our running backs are ISO backfield or shotgun type hands off uh, or handoffs, which really don't require a fullback. Um, we'll give it to one of our X's and O's guys, Cody. Cody, what say you personally in Bruce's offense? I don't see it happen. No, I don't either. But, it, uh, you know, speaking of the 49ers, they're about the only team I can think of that's like truly using a true fullback right now. But they're, you know, Shanahan, he's just good offense, but amazing run scheme. He is super, super. The Browns do too. I, I think the Browns do too. Yeah. No, just, also, the Raiders, I know, have one as well. We're not real creative. I, I wouldn't hate it, but, like, our offense just isn't and, – and I don't mean that to be – you know, we've been the first-ranked offense for, like, three years in a row now. But, like, you know, I think we could have better utilized a lot of the people that we had. And, you know, just, you know, Scotty Miller sweeps in and around. Like, there's a lot of guys I would like to see more of. So, no, I don't – I mean, we could. I guess they could, but I don't think we will. Cats, what say you about the uh, fullback? Yeah, uh, if you got to if you do that and you get a traditional fullback, you're basically using up a roster spot. Whereas they're more likely to just use a tight end in that spot, you know, not have to use up a roster spot for a designated fullback. Uh, so no, I don't see it happening. And yeah, the 49ers, not only that, but they have a darn good one as well. Uh, Uschek is a heck of a fullback. He's had he was great with the Ravens and he's been great with the Niners and. You know, yeah, like you said, their run scheme with him, the way they set up their offense, you know, like I said, I think that in particular helps match up well with the Rams, uh, and that's part of why they've had success. But, no, I don't see the Bucks going down that route. Now, now, you know, a couple things happen. Next thing you know, not saying this will happen, but next thing you know, uh, Gabber or Trask is their quarterback. Well, then, you know, maybe you could factor in the fullback if you turn to more of a run-first game plan and you need to lean on the running game with one of those type of quarterbacks. But I don't think that'll ever happen because Bruce Arians did say if Brady happened, you know, they'd, they'd look behind, um, you know, what's behind door number two. And we, we know that famous quote from when Jameis was a free agent and uh, when they got Brady here, he kept saying, well, we're going to see what's behind door number two. So, Katz, we'll start with you on this one. That, to me, right then and there says, hey, if Tom Brady does retire, um, we're going to look at other options before keeping it in-house. And I think he's serious about that. What say you? He's absolutely serious, and that's nothing against any of the options in-house, but none of them are guys that you want to go into a season with um, as your starting quarterback. And maybe Kyle Trask becomes that guy at some point. Um, Gabbert certainly no. He's been in the league for 
uh, I don't know, 10 years, 11 years, and he hasn't done it yet. He's not going to do it now. They would certainly be looking out, outside if Brady leaves. Yeah, Cody, what say you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, Arians is coming back next year. He's getting older. He, you know, realistically probably coaches one, two more years. And and I'm working on the assumption that we do re-sign most of our free agents, which I think we will. But, you know, even without Brady, it's a stacked roster. If you can get like a Russell Wilson, a Derek Carr, or Deshaun Watson, somebody like that in here, there, there's no reason that we, you know, not saying, you know, we, we could compete. We, we would be a legit contender with one of those type guys, even Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it's likely, but you know, there's there's a few guys. Garoppolo might be free. Car, like there's a few guys you could get with this with this roster and, and definitely definitely compete. So, um, but yeah, I agree with Cats. Gabbard Gabbard ain't it. Gabbard ain't gonna be it. I went high on Trask, but I haven't seen him yet. You know, truly play. So, who knows how he's developing? But it's makes me a little nervous that Bruce. You know, Trask was like the third name. I think you mentioned. You mentioned. Maybe he said Gabbert Trask, then door number two, but he wasn't like, oh, well, you know, we're really excited about Trask or anything like that. So that, you know, maybe I'm reading too much into that. But, uh, but yeah, I think we would absolutely be, be looking to make a trade. Uh, well, the thing with Trask is, too, I, 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 f- I fully think with him they really thought um, by drafting him, I think they really thought Brady would be here two years, in my opinion. And I yeah. think that they thought he'd be like a Jordan Love type, pretty much a full-on project. Like, they don't want to rush him in at all because the last thing you want to do to a guy like Trask is throw him in there. He has a mm, ho-hum year and a year where the Bucks are expected to do a ton. And next thing you know, people are running him out of town after game four because we're one and three and he's had some ho-hum performances. Now, I'll tell you what, you, men- you mentioned a guy to me, who I would really like on this Bucks team if we were to move on from Brady, and I know some people feel indifferent about him, but I, I would love – if because to me, um, Aaron Rodgers is pretty much going to the AFC. I don't think Packers would um, let him go perhaps to the NFC. That's just my personal belief. And then Russell Wilson, I think he, he, he could get traded to the Bucks, but I think it would take so much to get him. I find it hard to believe, like, giving up that much – one guy who I would like to see here, um, I'd like to see Jimmy Garoppolo if if we needed to move on because he could win with the roster that's already in place to win. The Bucks have that roster for the most part, but now Donnie's saying um, Godwin will be gone. I, I disagree with that. Cody, will leave that one to you. I think Godwin will be here. I think Bucks are going to prioritize Godwin here because the hell Bucks know if Godwin's gone – that really increases the chances of Brady not coming back. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they, I think light does whatever it takes to get Godwin. I, I mean, he could leave. So, you know, I, and I know you've mentioned it tones. Like if Byron gets a job in Jacksonville, you know, guys like Godwin, Kappa, OJ are all people. I think, you know, Rojo even, well, probably not Rojo because Jacksonville said it running back, but um, I think they'll make a run, but like, especially if Tom Brady comes back, I, I don't, Lighten them. They always seem to be good with contracts, not low balling guys, giving guys what they want. So I think they make a run. Um, I wouldn't hate your Jimmy G idea. I personally, he gets a lot of hate, but I like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr has more. I love upside. Derek Carr. Like I, I would not, I would not hate that at all. You know, people look at his record. Like Oakland hasn't been a good football team, and, you know, since he's been there basically. And um, he was off to an amazing year this year before they had, you know their wide receivers going to jail and it's just, you know, 
crazy year. So, but who knows? Cats, we'll ask you this one from Eric. Thanks for joining us, Eric. We do appreciate it. As guys, it is a uh, little mini special shortened episode, but we will be back next week as well to do more off-season talking and whatnot and uh, whatever crew can make that. Um, Eric says, do you think Bucks trade Russell Wilson or Watson or A-Rod? And uh, we kind of just mentioned that. Me and Cody did. Cats, what, what say you? You think Bucks trade for any of those guys? No, none of them. I don't see that. I really do think Brady's coming back, and even if he doesn't, I don't see us giving up the draft capital uh, to trade for. Packers won't trade Rodgers in the NFC. We we saw that with Favre. They were ready to trade him here, and then they didn't because they're pussies. Um, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> they were not going to trade Rodgers to the hated Bucks now. And, uh, yeah, um, Watson, I don't even know what's going on there. I know they had wanted three first-round picks at one point, and all his legal status is up in the air. So, yeah, no on all three of those, regardless. Here, I will piggyback. I... Let me. I want to piggyback quickly, Tones. I, I agree that I actually think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I'd be a little surprised if, if Oak, Oakland Vegas moved on from him because I don't know what their plan would be otherwise. Although, if you got a new head coach, they often want their own guy. But yeah, they, he had a nice season. You know, he had a you know with some talent still, even with the guys that left, he did a nice job to get that team into the playoffs. Um, so yeah, I mean that's uh, not a bad idea. Again, though, you know, it would be he'd be expensive to acquire as well, and be surprised if they moved him. And the two guys, I'm and, and before I disagree with Eric's comment, don't mind rebuild if I have to. Um, this team is not ready to rebuild right now, in yeah. my opinion. We have too many guys who are veterans, who are here to win, who are making big money. We just won the Super Bowl. The NFC is there for the taking. Seattle's down. The Saints are going to be down. The Packers are going to be down if Aaron Rodgers leaves. Boom, all right there. Um, you know, San Fran, uh, you know, they're looking to move on from Jimmy G. Who knows if Trey Lance is their man. And then the Rams sold their soul for this year. So, to me, the NFC is there for the taking next year. You got to put all your chips in the basket. Now Eric's talking all crazy ideas. Cody, how about Baker Mayfield? No way. I'd rather see Kyle Trask. <laughs> I would. Maybe if they gave us a first-round pick and Baker Mayfield, I'd try it. But I'm uh, no, I'm not high on Baker Mayfield at all. Cats here. Here's one for you. How about Kirk Cousins? We'll go with Cats here. Now we're I, getting all the names well, out of the head. Next we might. I actually. You know, let me tell you, I actually, as a quarterback, I, I actually like Kirk Cousins. Other, you know, obviously he got his career started by by completely embarrassing us. <laughs> but that aside, like that. I, I, yeah, you like that boy? I didn't like that um, boy. Look how far we've come uh, since then. I actually like him as a quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. If you look at the numbers, you look at the Vikings season. It's not he's not the reason why they had a what did they win seven games, six games? They've been to the playoffs with him. They you know he had some talent. I actually don't mind him. I mean, if the Bucks, if Brady left and you told me Kirk Cousins was going to succeed him and we had the same talent at the skill positions, uh, I wouldn't hate that at all. We could do worse. I saw a thing that said the Vikings, the way they did that contract, they're basically on the hook for Kirk Cousins for, I forget, it's an astronomical amount of money. Like it, and it's like a dead cap hit. So, like, the, there's basically no chance they'll be getting rid of Kirk Cousins for free, trade, nothing. Like, even if they traded him, mm -hmm. I read it would be like a ginormous uh, cap hit. But I'm with Cats. I wouldn't, 
you know, he's to me along the lines of like Jimmy G, not necessarily going to, you know, take over games for you, but he's, he's probably also not going to lose games for you. If you got a good team. He's better than Jimmy G. I, I like him better than Jimmy G. Yeah. I mean, he did, he's put up the Vikings offense, put up, uh, put up a lot of points and he, you know, he had a quietly a good year because the team was not good. Um, yeah. And they were banged up too. I mean, Cook was out and I think Thielen missed quite a bit of time as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I like him uh, as a quarterback. I know some people might dislike him for their own reasons, but as a quarterback, I think he's a good quarterback and gets probably more flack than he deserves. And I, I heard some crazy, and I know, you know, before we're going to, we only got about nine minutes left. So after we go over some more Jimmy G talk and Eric's last QB recommendation, we're going to get into our favorite players and favorite games from this past season real quick. But heard a crazy stat on Jimmy G. Um, he's five and one in the playoffs as a starter and 34 and 13 in the regular season, which I know wins aren't a QB stat, but pretty impressive nonetheless. And Eric's just getting wild now. How about Teddy Bridgewater? How about Jameis Winston? It's like, buddy, um, you know, love you for viewing, but pretty soon you're going to be asking about how about Drew Stanton? And he was on our practice squad for the damn Super Bowl. We don't need him back here starting any football games. So, Cats, we'll start with you here. One player you loved from 2021. One player, like, who, who did you think stepped up in 2021? Who earned your fan favorite um, awareness, I guess? on this Bucks team? Only, I can only pick one, huh? Uh, Just one guy who you thought rose to the scenes in 2021 and you're like, damn, I kind of love this guy. Well, I guess I already did, but seeing, especially after seeing how rough it looked without him, I'm going to go Tristan worse. I mean, just seeing what it looked like without him, I mean, we knew there would be a drop off and that's, not to knock um, Josh Wells, because I mean, it just shows how hard it is to fill the the foot the shoes of a guy that's such a special player who still tried to gut it out with that injury in the prior game and so badly wanted to be out there. Uh, I just love the hell out of that guy. What a pick that was! A home run by Jason Light. Amazing how many teams passed on him, and boy, am I grateful to have him. And I hope he heals up, heals up, and is uh, ready to go next year. Yeah, that's a good one. Cody, what say you? Who's one guy who really won over your heart this year? Eric says Grayson. Cats went worse. Who you going with? Uh, the guy who I thought has been good but really took his game to, like, the next level and is bordering on, like, elite top five is uh, Jordan Whitehead. That dude, I mean, he really took his game to the next level. When when he's in there, the run game is just so much harder. His, his coverage grade jumped up a lot, and, and he's just a tone setter on defense. That dude, when he comes – he, he's really coming. I mean, he really tackles, hits people. So, um, yeah, I really hope we find a way to get him back. I agree with Grayson. It was a real small sample size, though. So, And another guy that I liked in a real small sample size was Vaughn. It was only the last couple of games, but um, Vaughn showed me a lot in those last few games. His pass protection was pretty good. He had over five yards per carry, had, had popped you know, some big runs, caught the passes. So, um, you know, I was ready to move on from Vaughn, but those last few games, he showed me just enough that I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what he can be. I'm going with Anthony Nelson. I, I think he brought on some good things, and I'm going with Grant Stewart as well. Um, the special teams, Mister Relevant, last pick of the draft. He was always flying around on special teams, making plays. Uh, I liked what Nelson did in the pass rush this year, and I wouldn't be 
you know, if JPP left and Nelson started or, you know, if him and JTS had a timeshare over there, I wouldn't mind that at all to keep both those young men fresh, getting after the quarterback. And, uh, you know, and Grant Stored special teams is awesome. So just three more questions here, fellas, before we bounced out. Uh, your best play, your most favorite play from 2021. I'll start off here. And uh, it might not be my favorite, but it's in my head right now, and I always smile. Steve McClendon's interception, man. For some reason, when Big McClendon dropped back in coverage and he, he caught that ball and he went down, the team started going crazy. It was a primetime Monday night game. Everyone was, uh, you know, all wild up about it. When a big guy like that gets an interception and a blowout victory and the defense is clicking on all cylinders, the team's having fun, the Monday night vibes are going. Um, you know, that, that was just awesome seeing a big man interception. Uh, that that one's in my mind, Steve McClendon, INT. Cody, what say you? Play that sticks out to me is um, Winfield's interception interception versus the Colts, where he basically mossed uh, Pittman Jr. There, I mean, that was just you know, there's obviously a ton of big plays, but that was just an incredible play. You see, you got a five ten corner jumping over a you know six five wide receiver and just just snatching the ball from him. I don't know crazy and it was a big play in a pivotal moment too so that's I don't know that play jumps out at me yeah cats what say you about favorite play that was an incredible play Cody I was there seeing that in person it was like holy crap all the Colts fans were like holy crap I was also at this play Eric said Brashad Perriman game winning touchdown that was an incredible play as well cats you got any that, that stick out to you? Yeah, the Brashad Perriman one was going to be is mine as well. Um, is mine. If I had to pick a second one, since he he said that, I think Brady had a a, a play in the New England game where you just said, "Wow, he how bad!" Like Chris Collins or commented on it. He's like, "Boy, you think Tom wants to win this game?" Where he ran for about seven or eight yards to pick up a first down in the fourth quarter. So that comes to mind as well. Now, uh, two questions left before we got to run out of here. Like I said, Bucketeers will be back one time next week, and then we'll make, lay more of our off-season schedule out. Uh, one player who you hope has improvement heading into the off-season and bust his ass this off-season, Cody, what say you? It's got to be Devin White for me. Top five pick. He has flashed all the potential in the world. He's just uh, he's yet to put it together. Anybody being honest, this year was worse than he, he was worse than he was last year. Gave up way too many catches, ran himself out of so many plays, and you know he'll repeatedly do that, and then he'll make one of his flash plays. That's just you know it's like mind boggling, and I don't know what it is. He's got to, and even he kind of admitted to it in the press conference that he's got to be more within the defense. Don't go off script, and I don't know if it's like a film study thing because it's certainly not a physical thing. I mean that dude. I mean, he, he can be the best linebacker in the league. He's just got to, you know, he's, and I think he knows. I think he'll look back and reflect. He led the team in missed tackles, you know, missed numerous sacks. I I think when he goes back and looks at this year, I, I, I think that's going to ignite some in him. He wants to be great, and, and he can be. So that's a player I really hope, you know, reaches his potential. Yeah, I agree with you. He's a beast, and uh, we'll see if, uh, you know, he, well, he's a beast when he, puts it all together and uh we've seen it at a couple times this year i think uh what was it against washington he washington had, like, what, had like 18 tackles couple sacks and just 
you know, crazy. But then, you know, right after that Washington game, it was like a three-game straight. He had like six tackles over the course of the next three, two or three games. I think it was like four versus Saints and four versus Carolina. So, like, you can't, you can't be having your top five middle linebacker average three tackles with zero splash plays, no pass breakups, tackle for loss. So, like, you can't, you can't have that. You know, he's he's got to. And when you watch him on tape, he's he he gave up that touchdown, you know, versus the Rams. Even in the announcer, me so that's his guy. Why is he going off his guy to rush the quarterback that he's not ever going to get anywhere near in that play anyway? And he, there was just too much of that, too much freelancing from him. But I mean, yeah, when he's on, he's he's on. You know, he almost had ten sacks a year before, numerous tackles for loss. So he he can be that. That's I don't know. I expect more for he's he's top five pick. You know, you, you you've got to be that guy. I agree, and especially, you know, he's going to be looking for a big-time contract. I, I'm going to say our special teams unit as a whole, I hope, improves this offseason, whether that's changing the special teams coordinator, which you might not want to do if you lose both bowls and left, which because that's three new coordinators, or if you just change personnel with suck-up pinion and Darden or whatnot. But either way, I want to change in special teams. Catch real quick. Let's get your player or thing to improve this offseason before we say one big thing and bounce out of here. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I have to go with Devin White as well. Um, we saw how good, great he could be last season. Well, I guess two years ago now. Um, didn't match that this year. Uh, you know, it, I, I want to. Re- I have to go back in time and reminisce and compare it. I hope this happens. Warren Sapp had an incredible '97 coming season, coming out type of year, and then '98 he was not as good. And after the season, he said, wow, I watched myself on tape last year in 98. like, I was out of shape. I wasn't up to, I wasn't up to my standard. I'm going to be better. And the next year he was just unreal. So I hope Devin White, you know, has a similar type of bounce back that Mr. Warren Sapp did. I know that's a high bar, obviously, to put him up there. But if he can have anywhere close to that type of bounce back and reflection, and I have heard reflection from Devin White so far, which is encouraging, you know, he's noticing, all right, you know, I should have done this better. So already I'm starting to hear it and that's encouraging. I agree. All right, fellas. Um, last thing quick is I got to roll one big thing. One walk off cats. We'll start with you until next time. What you got for bucks fans, my friend. Don't be ashamed at all. Um, it's disappointing. Sure. That we're not, you know, going to be, you know, repeating. Uh, but again, it hasn't been done in 17 years. So it's not shocking to me at all as a great, it was a really fun season. Uh, this team, you know, showed that it was, you know, did a great job defending their trophy. It didn't happen that way. The first time they gave themselves a chance didn't happen, you know, congrats to the Rams. They deserved it. And, you know, as long as Brady comes back, and I really believe he will, I believe we'll be back in the tournament next year. And when you're there, you give yourself a chance. So hold your head up high, Bucks fans. It's, you know, it's the end of one season, but it's not the end for this group. I couldn't agree more, my friend. Uh, Cody, what say you? Is uh, What's your one big thing to end this episode until the next one? Heartbreaking way to end the season, but I'm with Cats. I really think Tom Brady's going to be back. You know, um, let's see who we draft, see what free agents we bring in. You know, Tom can recruit some free agents. I see Eric's question. Um, yes, I do think the Bucks need to sign a veteran cornerback. A guy I was thinking is uh, Chris Harris. You know, his best days are behind him, but plug him into slot corner, nickel corner or whatever. I mean, that was 
that would just be an immediate, no disrespect to SMB, but you know, there's a guy, um, I can't remember if he won a ring with Denver or not. I'm thinking he probably did, but still this late, yeah, he career, did. you know, one year deal, you probably get him for cheap veteran presence with the other guys. So that mm-hmm. would be a great one. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the off season. You know, it sucks. I'd obviously rather be in the Super Bowl, but I'm with cats. I think Brady's back. You give me Brady back. I think we were signed the majority of our free agents and, We'll be right back in the playoffs again next year. I agree. I think our uh, front office does what it takes, brings back the majority of the guys, free agents and whatnot. And I had a fun year watching Bucks football. Um, it's going to be an interesting offseason draft, free agents, etc. I guess my one big thing in walk-off will just be saying we're not go- going away. Um, you might not get all the bucketeers in every episode, but between breaking down some film, between draft prep, um, covering our schedule release we're gonna even do a couple lightning episodes bucko um cats and i so just be on the lookout for everything and in between this offseason ladies and gentlemen we'll be back next week with some updates on the bucks coaching situations front office situations comp picks and whatnot we hope jc allen could join us again for that and we hope to be back with uh cats and cody next week as well on behalf of the bucketeers i'm tampa tones it's been splendid to be with you on a thursday night everyone be safe and as always go bucks